Yo, what's good? Happy day to you and yours. This is Cal and K, yo. We are always brought to you by Anchor, and uh, we appreciate you for checking in with us, whether it's on Anchor or one of the total of 10 podcast platforms that you can find this show on. We truly, truly appreciate you for rocking with us. I'm going to be honest, I, I mentioned this in the last episode, I thought I was going to get to come in here and focus on this being an MLB episode, but with the last episode being kind of an NBA offseason preview, and then the NBA offseason didn't waste absolutely any time getting popping, we got to get into this NBA stuff, so that is where we're going to start with all of the big moves of the NBA offseason, we'll talk some 4th of July baseball, and we'll see what else we have time for, man. This is Cal and KO brought to you by Anchor. We love y'all. Let's get it going, you dig? The official start of the NBA offseason started on Sunday, and the biggest fish in the pond wasted absolutely no time picking his new spot. LeBron James is coming to the West Side, and he is joining the Los Angeles Lakers of the Purple and Gold. Ooh-wee! Now, a lot of things have happened with this move. It's the Western Conference was already the better conference, but if it was any doubt before, it's now completely shut it down. The Western Conference is now log jammed. The Eastern Conference is now wide open for some of these young and up and coming teams that could not get over the LeBron James hump. And this has also caused millions and millions of Laker fans around the world to eat crow and take back all that hater ass shit they were saying about LeBron James over the past 10 years and open their arms and welcome him to the family. That's all that LeBron versus MJ, LeBron versus Kobe talk, and all of these LeBron haters, most of them Laker fans and Bulls fans, were sitting there pleading their cases for their guys. They were just throwing so much shade on this guy. And now he's on your team. And you're going to go out and buy a jersey. And oh, I just love seeing all these Laker fans doing all of the flip-flopping. But nonetheless, wow, the NBA offseason is off to an exciting bang. Straight up. So the Lakers signed LeBron James. And I mentioned this in our NBA offseason preview episode. In my opinion, I felt that this move was going to be based more um, on this, of decisions off the court than on the court. His family situation, the age of his kids, what he wants to do with his business off the court going forward. I thought those off the court issues were going to play more into his decision than the on the court stuff. And I think I was right in that because he signed a four year deal for $154 million. Whereas when he was going to Cleveland, he was only signing two-year deals, but he could opt out after every one of those years, just kind of not letting them be secure that he was going to stay there. So he's given Lakers the security of knowing that he's going to be there for at least three of these four years, possibly all four. He'll just redo his deal like he had always been doing. But to me, that lets me know that the family played a lot into this. Good for him. But then the Lakers haven't stopped, man. You know, they, they've, they've gone out and they've gotten JaVale McGee, signed him to a one-year deal uh, from the Dubs. They've signed Rajon Rondo, one-year deal, took him from the Pelicans. They re-signed KCP. They probably overpaid $12 million for him. And then they brought it. It's Mr. Blowing Your Ear, Lance Stevenson, 
to play with LeBron. That's a one-year deal for 4.5. The cool thing what the Lakers are doing is they're signing all of these veterans to the team, which is great to bring in some veteran um, leadership and character in that locker room to help groom the young bucks that they have. They've got young Lonzo, young Ingram, young Kuzma. So now you've got championship pedigree Rondo. Uh, they already know KCP. Stevenson's going to be a wild card. JaVel McGee, he's now back-to-back champion, so he knows what it's like to be on a winner. Uh, and then you've got LeBron. They do lose Julius Randles, that being the Lakers. He signed a two-year deal worth $18 million to go play for the Pelicans. But, man, this LeBron thing is big. It's huge for the Lakers. This is what the Lakers always do, though. I've always considered the Lakers to be the Yankees of bas- uh, the Yankees of basketball. You hear all of these superstar baseball players, at some point in their career, they always go take that crazy money, and they always say it was a dream of theirs to wear the pinstripe uniform and at some day play for the Yankees before their career was over. And the Lakers have always done that. They've always made the splash with the big free agent signings, whether it was Kareem, whether it was Shaq. I mean, we can go on with some other ones, but those are two very big ones. You know that the Lakers have no problem spending money and making a splash in the free agent moves and in the market. And this is no different. I feel like LeBron probably being a guy that always looked up to Magic now gets to work with Magic, play for Magic's franchise, and hopefully build to that legacy. So, good for the Lakers, good for LeBron James. It's problems for a lot of the other teams in the Western Conference. But nonetheless, man, this NBA offseason is off to a goddamn good bang right now. King James on the Lakers. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? So what does landing King James mean for the Lakers? Well, it means a lot of things. It means that they're going to be in the playoffs this year, I'm pretty sure, just because of the fact that that team is already better than the team he had in Cleveland. All of the Western Conference is tougher. We can, the man made eight straight NBA Finals. I'm pretty sure he's not going to make the playoffs, no matter what conference he's in. That just seems too far of a drop-off. So, we can expect the Lakers to make the playoffs, which hasn't been done in almost a decade. Um, And then you look at the rosters that they signed. You know, McGee, one year. Rondo, one year. KCP, one year. Lance Stevenson, one year. I'm going, they're also going to have money available next offseason to maybe bring in another max player in the event that they can't trade for one right now. Before this uh, trade deadline or this offseason is over. But then I look at the guys, the specific guys that they're bringing in. You see JaVel McGee, athletic rim protector. Rondo, high IQ, ball handler, no jumper. KCP, veteran, defensive presence, eh, okay with the jumper. Stevenson, wild card, defensive presence, not even close to having a jumper. He, he, we just call him umper. He ain't got no J to his jumper at all. Um, so you look at this, and you know LeBron likes to hold the rock, and LeBron's a better shooter right now, but most of the teams LeBron usually has some type of shooter. So as I'm watching these moves, and the, they're, the Lakers are very active, I'm going, okay, he's a veteran. That'll help their young core. He's a veteran. That'll help their young core. He plays defense. That He's a good guy. But where are your shooters at? Where are your shooters? 
Because you guys are trying to do all of this to hang with the Rockets and the Dubs. And I don't see anybody on, on, on this team right now that's structured that's going to spread the floor out, out of the people that they've brought in. It'll be up to Luke Walton to see how he figures out the rotation and gets Kuzma, who's up and coming, Ingram, who's up and coming, but light in the ass. We don't know if they're going to have these players. We don't know if Lonzo's going to be on the squad. Are they bringing in a lot of these veterans to then set up a trade to get rid of a, a veteran, one of their young guys, and a draft pick to go bring in somebody right now? I don't know. But as far as the Lakers are structured right now, what this means is they, they get in the playoffs and that they could possibly beat a team like Portland or Utah or even OKC the way they're structured right now. If they don't make any moves, I could see them getting out of the first round, assuming they don't got to go against the dubs. They're not dubs ready. They could be Rockets ready, considering that the Rockets have lost Trevor Ariza. We don't know what's going to happen with Clint Capella. We'll touch on the Rockets later, but as far as the Lakers are concerned... Good. This is a good move for the Lakers, but it's not the move that everybody's saying is going to put them over the hump. It's a building point. It's a big building, building block right here to grab King James and some of these veterans on a one-year bid. Because then you can still go get somebody else on a max year, on a max contract next season. Dope. And you guys are contenders right now. But all this championship talk... Pump your brakes, Laker fans. Stay in your lane. It's still Dub Nation all up in here. And I'm going to tell you why after the break. It's Cali KO brought to you by Anchor. You know what? I, I take that back. I can't go to break yet because I forgot. I wanted to not only just touch on what this means for the Lakers. I want to touch on what this means for LeBron James and his legacy as a Laker and as an NBA great. You know, on the Mount Rushmore of all of the NBA greats. This is something that I, I posted on one of my social media pages. I don't got like five Twitter accounts. I'm not trolling like that. I think this was my Facebook page. And I'm just going to read it real quick. And this touches on the, the legacy that LeBron could possibly be going into. I'm just going to go ahead and read it. And I read. For the record, I'm not a Lakers fan or LeBron fan. I'm dubs all day. But looking at the situation as a basketball fan, here's what I think of the decision part three. I think this was more a family decision than hoops, but from the hoops perspective, I know Robert Ory won rings with three different franchises, but he was a role player. I can't think of a coach or manager to lead three different franchises to rings either. I'm pretty sure nobody has won rings with three different franchises and was the absolute man, in parentheses NBA Finals MVP, on all those teams. Say what you want about him ring chasing, joining super teams, etc., Joining a team that hasn't made the playoffs in almost a decade should dispel that a bit. I think doing something never done before, lead three different squads to championships would be hella impressive and should be taken in con into consideration when speaking on his greatness. But I don't ever expect it to happen. That means he's keeping my squad from winning more, which means the King and I would have problems. Dub Nation, all day. Hashtag, let the Warriors have they run. Hashtag, y'all got like 16 already. Fall back. Okay, and I'm done reading. And see. But no, I'm, in all seriousness, I think that that would be something epic if LeBron was able to get the Lakers another title. And the Lakers got plenty of banners in the in the Raptors without him. But to, to lead Cleveland to a franchise, and we know what type of shithole Cleveland has always been in. 
to get Cleveland a ring, to go to Miami, go to the NBA Finals all four years in Miami, get two rings in Miami in four years. Now you come to L.A. and you possibly get L.A. a title and you're the NBA Finals MVP as well. No one's done that. And there should be some respect put on this man's name. Say what you want about him leaving teams and ring chasing or who he's played with, this, that, or whatever. And he only goes and builds super teams. This ain't no super team that he's on right now. And if he's able to lead this team to a title, we know he's going to be the NBA Finals MVP. How many people would be able to say I've led three different franchises to world titles? Not just in basketball, but any sport. I want you guys to get back at me and let me know if you got an answer for that. NBA offseason is live and in effect, and since we've already covered the best player in the game, LeBron James and his new team, let's cover the best team in the game, the Golden State Warriors. You already know what it is. If I say Warriors, Warriors, if I say Warriors, Warriors, if I say Warriors, Warriors. First on the priority list was that they went ahead and re-signed the Durantula, Kevin Durant, two years, $61.5 million. Of course, they lost JaVel McGee to Southern California. He's now in La La Land with Bron Bron on a one-year deal. But if you thought the Doves were going to let the Lakers just show them up like that, they went out and they went and signed not only did they sign one of the best big men in the NBA right now currently, they signed him on the hella cheap. Boogie Cousins is coming back to the Bay Area, just not playing for the Sacramento Queens. He's going to be playing for the Dubs, a winning culture for a guy who's never made the playoffs before and is on a mid-level exception at that. The Warriors are winning with this one. There's really no risk. I mean, Boogie's coming off of the Achilles injury, which we all know before Boogie was hurt, he was putting up 25, 12, and 5. He had more assists as a center since Wilt Chamberlain. So, I mean, the guy's game is on point. He tore his Achilles. Not many people come back and actually are the same player after an Achilles injury. The only one is Dominique to still put up 20-plus points after the Achilles like he was beforehand. Other than that, it it's normally a uh, it's a career changer in the negative. But nonetheless, you know this guy was going to get like a max deal before the injury. He gets hurt. He already had his issues as far as being a problem in the locker room, say uh, cancerous to teams and coaches and schemes. Even though he kept putting up twenty points, ten boards, and five assists, he was a problem. To some people He was in Sacramento And that's a scrub franchise Never mind I'm not going to dig on them But the Dubs Get Boogie He was an all star So that starting five lineup Could potentially be all all stars Boogie saying he's going to come back At the beginning of training camp Some are expecting him to come back More around December to January Let's say he comes back after the All-Star break. If he comes back after the All-Star break and he's 80% of what Boogie Cousins was, that's still 100% better than any 
center the Warriors have won a title with to this date. So that is a win for the Dubs on a $5.3 million mid-level exemption. Boogie, this is a win-win for Boogie. He can come into this winning culture, and they always say winning cures most. He's been on losing teams other than this season he was playing with New Orleans where they were winning, but then he got hurt, and then people started looking at New Orleans saying that they were better without him because the, the pace got faster, what so on and so forth. So right now, Boogie gets to come in here and prove all of his haters wrong. Yeah, you're saying I'm hurt and I ain't going to come back from this injury. So I'm going to come over here and I'm going to rehab and I'm going to get better from the injury. You guys say that I'm a cancer in a locker room. Well, the Dubs probably have the best, strongest locker room culture out of all of the NBA at this point. There's some other teams you could argue, but right now, three titles in four years... A lot of superstars, a lot of egos in that locker room, and everybody still is on the same page winning. It would take a lot for him to go in there and ruin that culture. If he was able to ruin that culture, that says a lot about his character and how shitty he is. But the Dubs have just won back-to-back with JaVale McGee. They got Swaggy P of Ring. I think their their locker room culture is strong enough to handle, handle Boogie and whatever they say that's bad about him. So he's going to rebuild his image. He could possibly win a title. He doesn't have to be the offensive man like he's been on all of his other teams. He can slowly rehab and just be ready for the playoffs. Come back and give the Warriors 75 to 80% of Boogie Cousins. And that, like I said, that's the best center they've ever had, man. That's a problem for the NBA. Y'all thought LeBron was like show, showing up the dubs? Oh, no, no. That shit got real hella quick. The dubs are serious about this. Now, I don't, that's a lot of ifs. I know that. It's a lot of ifs. Let me, Cal, pump my brakes, stay in my lane, and acknowledge the other side of this. There's a lot of ifs involved. If he comes back at 80%. If he comes back this season. If he gets along with Draymond. Even though we know they get along, they played on the USA team together. Draymond reached out to him. KD reached out to him. Steph reached out to him. The only person he didn't talk to was Clay. But not because they got problems, just because that's he didn't get it. He didn't talk to them. But all of the Dubs have signed off on this, so this is not going to bust up the locker room. This is going to improve it. This is a seven-foot guy that's got just as much dog as Draymond. And people look at the Dubs as being a soft team, man. That's going to be a problem if Boogie if Boogie comes back and can be Boogie Cousins. He can come back. Get healthy, no pressure on performing at A-plus right away, improve his image, and then get that money in the next offseason because now there ain't going to be shit anybody can say about him. It's a beautiful thing. It is a win-win for the Dubs. It is a win-win for Boogie. Everybody's mad that the Dubs got five potential all-stars, well, five all-stars that could be in the starting lineup. You guys need to be mad at all them other GMs. Nobody else gave Boogie a deal. Boogie had to hit up his agent to then hit up the dubs and then go, yo, I want to come play with you guys for the mid-level exception. New Orleans didn't want him. Nobody else wanted him. No one else offered him. They took it for granted. Maybe, yeah, you know, for whatever reason, I ain't judging them. But don't blame the dubs for ruining the NBA. 
don't blame they line up for ruining shit. Super teams have always existed, man. You guys are just getting a little upset because the players are having a little bit more control in where they go. And it's not just being left up to the owners and the GMs. That's my humble opinion. But hey, be mad at your GMs for not making moves. Why didn't they go offer him a deal? Sheesh. I'm just saying. It's going to be another good year in, in the Bay Area. Like I said, there's a lot of ifs. But all he's got to do is perform for the dubs for, you know, a, a third of the season. That's the playoffs included. And then he's going to be all aces going forward, man. Boogie, dubs, shit just got real. We're going to come back and touch on some of the other teams in the league. Houston, OKC, we'll touch on the Eastern Conference. When we come back, it's Cal and KO. All right, let's hurry up and keep it moving, man. NBA offseason continues to happen. Uh, we're going to stay in the Western Conference so far. And other than the two big shakeups, which is LeBron going to L.A., Boogie, Co- Boogie Cousins going up to the town and joining the dubs, I feel like a lot of these moves uh, pretty much have been teams keeping the players they had and, and, and making sure that they've got a core, which is good. Like I said, well, we'll say, let's go with Orlando. Aaron Gordon, he resigns with the Magic. Four years, $84 million. Goodness. Uh, Philly re-signed J.J. Redick to a one-year deal. It's OKC. Uh, Paul George, he stays with OKC. Everybody thought that he was a rental for the Thunder and that he was going to be going back home. But no, he did not. He stayed with OKC with a fellow guy that is from LA Russell Westbrook who re-upped the season before so now you've got Mello who also opted into his one year deal so Mello overpaid is going to get 27 million Paul George is signed for four they've got Russ their OK3 has all re-signed and they're going to give it another go on top of that the Oklahoma City Thunder they just signed New Orleans Noel to a two-year deal. They snatched him up. They re-signed Jeremy Grant to a three-year deal, $27 million. So what OKC's doing is they're trusting in the players they have and working on, hopefully, the, the chemistry that they need to work on and just strengthening that to see where they go from there. But maybe they're not done. You know, we're only about three days in to the NBA offseason so we've got the rest of the offseason, and then you still got until the trade deadline. A lot of stuff could happen. Houston, they did what they were supposed to do. They re-signed CP3 to a four-year, $160 million deal. Goodness, he's got um, injury issues. He's coming off of one. A lot of people think that if he doesn't get hurt and miss game six and seven, that they beat the dubs. That's neither here nor there at this point because it didn't happen. But... You know, nonetheless, they needed to keep him. They, the, the Rockets did lose Trevor Ariza. He signed with Phoenix one year, $15 million. Phoenix is going to be pretty scary. They had the number one overall pick. They got Aiton. And then they did a sign and trade for the number 10 pick that Philly grabbed, Bridges. And now they've got him to go with Devin Booker, to go with Josh Jackson, to go with 
uh, Demarcus Chris or whatever his name is. They've got they've got a young squad over there that could make some moves. Look out for Phoenix. Again, the West is stacked. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs. Just watch out for Phoenix. They could be dope. Trevor Rees is with Phoenix now. Gerald Green did re-sign with the Rockets one year, $2.5 million. But what they haven't done yet is re-sign Clint Capella. And he's a big part of that Rockets team because who does Harden or Paul have to throw that alley-oop to on the pick and roll? Like, he's a very big deal. And he's and he's a dog down there on defense. Houston's got some shit to handle as it pertains to Clint Capella. We already discussed the dubs. Uh, let's talk about a team on the East, which is the Washington Wizards. They just made moves. They signed Dwight Howard to a one-year deal. They just snatched up Jeff Green from the Cavaliers to a one-year deal. The Wizards had already gotten rid of Martin Gortat. They sent him to the Clippers, so they didn't have a big man. So now you've got Dwight Howard, who's a better athlete than Martin Gortat, but Gortat set pretty good picks. He was a good pick-and-roll guy. Howard's actually a pretty damn good pick-and-roll guy as well. He's better defensive. He's a better athlete. We'll see how the chemistry works in the locker room. That's pretty dope. But then again, you've now also signed Jeff Green, who's a defensive specialist, to go with Bradley Bill and John Wall. Good for the Wizards. What I'm excited to see in the Eastern Conference, I'm going to go off real quick, just talk about the Eastern Conference, is the fact that now that King James is on the Western Conference, it opens it up for all of these other teams that could not get past the LeBron James hump. Toronto first and foremost coming to mind I bet if the Raptors knew that LeBron was leaving to go to the west coast they probably would have kept Dwayne Casey because they were on their way they were the number one seed now you look at Boston who lost their two superstars to injury and Kyrie and Gordon Hayward and then had to play the playoffs pretty much young guys and Al Horford they're up and coming you got Philly that also, young, they've got growing pains to go through. Now, all of these teams that are young and contenders get to go through these growing pains together and figure out who's going to beat who. It could be a crapshoot just based off of, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, there's still moves to be made. I can't say that. It's just great to see that for everything that they're saying bad about the Eastern Conference being shitty, you know, there's some really good teams there. They're just young, and now they get a chance to go through it all together and see who's going to be the next dynasty out of the Eastern Conference for the next four to five years. That's a beautiful thing. The Western Conference is hella stacked. We already know the teams that are good there, but then the teams that were just kind of mediocre got better as well. It's going to be which is going to be a good. It's just it's going to be dope. I know I'm buying NBA 2K. 19 if that's the next one i'm getting my years off but it's going to be on point beautiful thing to see this nba basketball offseason is hella turned up and it's only going to get better will the lakers get a shooter we don't know the team we didn't speak on in the east is the milwaukee bucks they really haven't done too much but keep their core because they're young and up and coming good for them what do you guys think is going to happen you guys hit us up. This is Cal and KO. We're brought to you by Anchor um, first and foremost. But then again, you can catch us on a total of 10 platforms. And we appreciate you all for whatever platform you're listening to us on. We'll come back and do Anchor shout outs after this. 
Cal and KO brought to you by Anchor. Always appreciating any single person out there that takes the time to listen to us ramble on about whatever we feel the need to ramble on about. We truly, truly do. Time for Anchor shoutouts. We want to go ahead and shout out some of the newest listeners that we've got. Um, let's start with the Waxons World Podcast. Haven't checked you out yet, but you have checked us out, and we appreciate you for doing that. DJ Joe, what up, man? I appreciate you for following us. The BZ Mac Bros Podcast. Two brothers that like talking shit. I can't be mad about it, man. Uh, you know, I'm gonna check you out pretty soon. And this isn't one of our new listeners. This is a, a regular. One of the homies, and the only reason I got to shout him out right now because he's a diehard Laker fan, and I know he's probably jumping for joy. That's the other guy named Cal, and he's from the Far From Ordinary podcast, man. Go check him out. He's probably still drunk. He might be in L.A. partying with the Lakers right now, trying to get his shit popping like that. And as far as shouting out anybody else i say anchor shout outs but i don't want to just limit it to anchor you know cal and ko we're fortunate to be on a total of 10 platforms and so if you're listening to us on anchor thank you for following us if you're listening to us on the google podcast google play music podcast thank you for listening to us apple podcast spotify breaker Castbox, overcast pocket cast radio public if you're listening to us on any of those platforms, thank you. If you want to reach out to us, please do us a favor. Download the Anchor app. That is the easiest way to reach out to us. Or you can go on the Facebook page and find us at The Free Agents. I know this is the Cal and KO show on our Facebook page is The Free Agents. There's a story behind that, but the Facebook page is The Free Agents. Please hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. What do you want to hear from us? That always helps us as well. Cal and KO. Deuces.